0: Lamentations. It's not a place we go to very often, so I'm going to give you just a hot second to get there. Lamentations chapter 3 is where we're going to go. We're going to start off there. I'm going to take you to a couple of spots. But, but today, we're going to be talking about since it, we are going into the new year, we're going to be talking about hope in the Lord. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus, isn't it? Our hope is in the Lord Jesus. Jesus. Isn't it? Man, I I know it's the end of the year. I get it. We're all tired. But we're here to give God a praise this morning. I mean, Chelsea's yawning. She's going, yes. Yeah, we are. We're here. Sorry, Chelsea, I had to call you out. I couldn't help it. (laughs) She'll forgive me for that later. I'm just as excited about Jesus today as I ever am. You know, and I know you guys probably think, well, he's just like an Energizer Bunny up there. Like, he just pops in new batteries each week, and he just rolls with it. Well, I got news for you. The Lord is my Energizer Bunny, and he's the one that gives me the, the grace and, and the, the energy and the power to do this. And, and my hope rests securely in God. And that's the things that we want to talk about and share today. So, uh, as you are there in the book of Lamentations, and again, I understand that it's a book we don't turn to very often, but but every one of God's books, all these, all these that are in here, these 66 books that are here, they are all important, every single one. So here's what it says in Lamentations chapter 3. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy Never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. That's a pretty good place to rest in the end of the year, isn't it? I mean, when you when you look at that and you see what it says, it says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. We're coming to the close of another year, yet another year is passing by. Everybody just knew when 2020 hit, I'm sorry, when the year 2000 hit, it was all over, game over, right? Like the year 2000 hit, all the clocks were going to reset, I was part of the the IT group that used to go around and do this Y2K project, that's what we called it, the Y2K project. I went to social security offices, just so you know, the dam here in Taylorsville was supposed to fail, so all of Taylorsville was supposed to be wiped out. Like, there was supposed to not be anything left. And I had people that I would talk to, and and they would tell me, you got out of there. And I said, you are crazy. They were like, why are you not stockpiling food and weapons? I said, because there's not a need. Because the Lord's bigger than all of this. You see, we, we find ourselves so many times at the end of certain things, don't we? And oftentimes, when we, when we get to the ends of those things, our hope stops, doesn't it? You go, well, this thing's done. This thing is over. We've, it's, it's seen its end. We've seen it through. But do you see what it says there on that verse 22? It says, the steadfast love of the Lord, get this, never ceases. He doesn't stop. Just because we've gone from one year to the next where, get this, you're still sinners, Every single one of you in this room, even if you think you're good, you're still not. We t- Those are the things that we talked about in Sunday. His steadfast love still, it still exists for us. His steadfast love never ceases. It says his mercies never come to an end. He doesn't stop pursuing us, seeking after us, doing what it takes to bring us to him so that we can find our hopes, our strengths, our encouragements, everything we can find in Jesus Christ. He doesn't stop, He doesn't give up. It is without ceasing. We get to see this in His Word, and it tells us that His mercies are new every morning. I've read that I don't know how many times. His mercies are new every morning. I don't know how many times I've preached that. I don't know how many times in Bible studies I've brought it up. And I've always said, I thank God. Thank you, Lord, that that your mercies are new for me every morning. I'm so grateful for that. But you know, it means a little something different to me today. I'm sure my brother would agree with me. And I can sure that my mother would agree with me that after we've lost my brother Richie, I need his mercies new. Every single day. His mercy is what gets me going from day to day. and allows me to continue taking one step forward. I am, I am tired. I am uh, sometimes not in the best of moods these days. Even though, like you see right now, you're like, well, you look like the same Greg Knapper. You know, you look like you're still the energetic guy that gets up here and moves his arms and flails and talks loud and gets busy, Right? I still hurt my heart still aches my hope rests in Jesus and he's the one that allows for me to make it over that hump praise the Lord he's the one that gives me the energy to go there's a message here to tell there is still a word to be spoken there is the, the word of God has got to be preached and he goes I've called for you to do this so I need you to rise above this thing you do it. You See, his mercy is new for me every single day. So whatever you have faced all throughout this year, whatever you have, have come to the end of, guess what? It's not the end. Why? Because the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, and his mercies are new every day. Great is thy faithfulness. You see, we are given this word to give us encouragement. We are given this word to give us hope. And so therefore, for that reason, I will therefore hope in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I find hope in him. He's the one that allows for me to do what I do, how I do it. And I can do it, and I can, I can testify and be a witness before you today. I do it today with joy. Even though I have, even though I have hurts in my heart, give the Lord a praise for that. He the work. I have hurts in my heart. There's days where it's just like, like, you just get depressed, you know? I didn't shave. I don't know if y'all can notice, but like, I haven't shaved in a couple weeks. And, and, and you know, I just was like, you know, I just don't feel like it. You know? Now, I probably will, you know, because it gets itchy and I don't like it. But, but sometimes you just get down, don't you? And sometimes you just feel like, oh! Amen. But the Lord... Shows up big and mighty, doesn't he? And, he? and he grabs up all of your cares and your concerns, and he turns me around, he starts wiping me off. he goes, "You can do this. You know why? Because when when you're weak i 'm strong for you. When you can't, I can. Where you fail, I succeed where Where the world wants to tell you that that it, this is it, he says, nah, because I've won the victory. You see? Everything is about Jesus, and he can give us our hopes. We can find ourselves secure in him. Turn to Romans chapter 5. I'll give you a second to get turned there as well. I love that that Lamentations verse, it talks about that steadfast love, those mercies. How do we know about the steadfast love of the Lord? How do we receive that steadfast love? How do we receive this mercy that's without end? How do we we receive those mercies that are new every single morning? How do we get those? How does it happen? How 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 do we come to that? It's only through Jesus Christ, right? Great is thy faithfulness. It's Jesus. We get all of that. Why? Because the Lord made a way. The Lord made a way, a capital W way. The Lord gave us Jesus. He is the way. You probably know the rest of that, right? The way, the truth, and the life. We have Jesus Christ. And so I didn't turn to Romans. I, ah, I got to turn to Romans. So y'all are off the hook if you haven't found it yet. Um, in Romans chapter 5. I want to read to you just the, those, those first, few, uh, first few verses that are there. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope Get this, for the ungodly, that's you and I. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, We were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more. Now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. There is so much to be said in this verse, and I'm telling you we are not going to have time today to go through all of it. There is so much here. Look at verse 2. Through him, we also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We, through Jesus Christ, because of his death on the cross, because of him sending his Holy Spirit, because because when we, when we professed our faith, when we believed in and we trusted, we now have access that we didn't have before. We now have access by our faith into the grace that has been given to us. And then it says in verse 3, Not only that, but we rejoice, get this, in our sufferings, knowing that those sufferings produce Endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope, and the hope does not put us to shame because of God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Do you see that when you suffer, He increases? When we are weak, He increases. And it's and it's amazing because you, you may look at that and you go, Well, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. When we find ourselves in suffering, when we find ourselves in weakness, he becomes so much more that when we, when we grab a hold of him, all we can do now is be lifted higher. We are lifted higher than our sufferings. We are lifted higher than our failures. We are lifted higher than our old, beat-up, dead-to-sin selves. And everything is now because of Jesus. It is so much higher. He's increased, and he increases us in the process all we have to do is believe in him. All we have to do is is trust in him by faith. That that hope that is created, it says that, that it's created because of the suffering that produced endurance. When we suffer, moment most a lot of times we just find ourselves saying, I just can't, I can't, I can't go on, I can't do this, I can't do that. But then that. That suffering because of the Lord, because he increases, he now gives us the endurance to go on. And then that endurance, it produces the character by which which we walk, by which we share our lives in front of other people. We become witnesses of Christ Jesus, and our witness becomes our testimony. And people are able to look at that and guess what? They are able to find strength. But it's not strength because of you or in you. It's the strength that you had in order to be able to share your story. You had that strength because of Jesus. And when people find strength in your story, who are they finding the strength in? It is not in you. They are finding now strength in Jesus Christ who strengthened you. And it's a cycle that goes on and on and on. So when you find yourself going through struggles, when you find yourself in the midst of things that you just cannot control and you're asking God, I don't know why, just simply say, but I surrender to you. Let it be according to your way. Let it be according to your will. Let it be according to what you would have for me instead of what I want because your ways are higher, because you are righteous, because you alone are good. The hope that we receive, it says there in verse 5, that hope does not put us to shame. That hope does not land void. That hope doesn't just simply poof and disappear. That hope that we have, that we find, that we obtain, can never be put out. That's the reason I can stand before you today and still look like the same Greg Knapper that doesn't appear to have a broken heart because his brother passed away. Because I have hope and mercies and grace, and He's able to help me rise above whatever it is that we face. And you can have it too. All you have to do is give yourself over to the Lord and say, I need you. Help me today help me establish my next foot. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to turn. I don't know what to do or handle in this particular situation. I can't, but I know you can, Jesus. And then you just give yourself to him. And you ask him to lead you. It says in verse 6, it says, while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Those of us who didn't deserve his grace, who didn't deserve his mercy, Jesus Christ died for you. I was there once. You have been there once. If you've not trusted in Jesus Christ as your savior, you're still there. Christ died for the ungodly. Then you get to verse 8, and this is part of the Romans road that some of you have heard me preach or, or heard me talk about, or maybe you've even shared with other people. There's four verses that, that, I, that, I, that I basically bring out when I speak of the Romans road. If you're not sure what the Romans road is, you, you can jot it down if you want, or maybe you can go back, and I, I am posting these videos, so you can go back and watch it later. Uh, sometimes I'm slow about getting them up, but, but Romans 3.23 is the first one. Romans 6.23 is the second one. Romans 5, 8, which is where we are today, is the third one. And then Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. That is the Romans road. You can share that with someone, and when you do share that with someone, you are effectively sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. And if you're not sure how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody, take those four verses, and that will walk you through. All you have to do is read them word for word. Say, listen, I've got something I need to tell you. Boom, Romans 6.23. I'm sorry, Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, Romans 5.8, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Boom. Just shared the gospel with you. Boom, you got some Jesus. That's it. And you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, God's word says it for you. He's amazing that way. He gives us everything we need. And then there's this, there's this other one. His name's the Holy Spirit. If you haven't met him, he's a great guy. He all of a sudden gives you words to speak, and then things start popping out of your mouth that you didn't even know you had. And you're amazed. And God goes, why are you so amazed? I told you I'd help. I told you I'd take care of you. I told you that I got this. But I find myself, even still today, going, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me whatever, whatever you just gave me in the moment that you just gave it to me, because I had nothing. I had nothing in that moment. And you showed up once again. I praise you for that, God. And he does it time and time again. Why? Because his steadfast love never ceases. That's why. Verse 8 there. It says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He knew that you weren't going to be good. He knew that you were still going to be sinning. He knew that you're still sinning today. And guess what? He allowed for himself to be hung on a cross, to be brutally beaten and stabbed and thorns shoved on his head and breathe his last breath for you in the midst of knowing while you're still a sinner, you need me. He knew that. That's the beauty of of reading through these these four areas, these four uh, Romans Road verses. Because when you get to one like this, you go, He knew? He knew who I was. He saw who I was. He knows what I had become. He knows that at times I've spoken and taken his name in vain. He knows at times I've rejected him. He knew that I treated people unkindly. He knows that I'm selfish. He knows the bad and nasty and dirty things that I've done, and you're telling me that he still died for me? How is that possible? Why would he do that? Why? Why would Jesus Christ die for me when he knows who I am? He knows what I've done. The reason is because of what we read in Lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord. What church? Never ceases loves you so much so that he died for you and when you can grasp that when you can when you can begin to understand your life begins to change right, you, you can turn here if you want to but in in uh, Psalm the book of Psalms Psalm 1, 1- 139, this isn't one I was planning on going to initially. But it's one that popped up this week as I was studying and trying to prepare. And So Psalm 139. Just to emphasize and, and bring, bring this point home just a little bit more. That, that his steadfast love never ceases. That, that while we were still sinners... He still died for us. Jesus Christ still gave his life for us. I think Psalm Psalm 139 helps to to bring this back into a a picture that maybe we we can maybe grasp a hold of. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path in my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Do you see what it says here? It says that that the Lord has searched you and he knows you. You didn't even have to say anything. He knows your heart. He knows you. It says that plainly and clearly. It says, even before a word is hung, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Before I even speak a word, Jesus already knows he knows my heart he searched us out and again if you don't know or understand what that means it means that the lord never stops seeking for you never stops pursuing you he desires you he wants you to obtain the grace and mercy that he is offering you and if that's you today i invite you to accept it accept this grace and this mercy that he is offering you because because it tells us in his word, and if it says it in his word, it is truth. Otherwise, we make God a liar, don't we? If I sit here and say, oh, well, eh, I don't know if this is right. No, it is truth. He doesn't tell us these things. God is perfect in every way, shape, and form. He says, i searched you, and I've known you. When you sit down, I, I know. When I, I discern your thoughts from afar. you search. I searched you out. I know your path. I know you even when you're lying down. It means he knows you when you're even, resting and sleeping. The Lord is knowledgeable of every part of you. So trying to hide from him is pointless. Trying to to think, well, should I give myself over to him? Maybe he doesn't fully understand. He knows who you are. He knows what you have been. His steadfast love still endures for you without ceasing. If you you go one chapter back, or, I mean, yeah, to Psalm 138, that's the place I was actually going to take you guys this morning. It says in uh, just the first three verses, it says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise about down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have have exalted above all things your name and your word. And And then hear this. It says, on the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. He hears you when you call. He hears you when you pray. He hears you when you lift up his name. He hears you when you cry out in agony. He hears you as you go throughout your entire day. He hears you. Let it sink in for a second. You can't hide from God. You are as exposed to him as in ways that you don't want to be exposed. And he still loves you, despite all of it. And he desires you, and he wants you. All you have to do is call upon his name. All you have to do is is cry out to him and say, I need you, Jesus. I believe in you. I trust in you, and I want to give my life to you. And I want you to lead me according to your way and your will. Help me, Lord. Even though you know I'm going to fail, even though you know I'm going to sin, even though you know who I am, I still want to belong to you. And get this, Jesus says yes. He always says yes. He knows your heart. He searched you out. He knows your heart. We can find hope in the Lord. We can find our strengths in the Lord. We can find our encouragements in the Lord. And I had stuff to put up on the screen. If you want to, Emily, you can put all that stuff up there. You don't even have to walk through them. You just pop them all up there. We find hope in the Lord because his steadfast love never ceases, because his mercies never come to an end, because his mercies are new every single morning. And it's all because his faithfulness is great. Those are all things that we read in the very first thing that we looked at in Lamentations chapter 3. Those are all things that are there. Everything that I've been talking about this morning, it's all summed up right there in Lamentations chapter 3. So what are we waiting for? Here we are. We're at the end of the year. We're wrapping it up, right? We We are closing up. All of these things, and we've got things to do, right? We've got busy lives ahead of us. We got taxes getting ready to come up, right? Woohoo! Yay, taxes, right? But even in my taxes, I will praise the Lord. Yeah, even in my taxes. We have a chance, though, today, but you know what? I am going to start off on a right foot. I'm going to start off with you, Jesus. I'm going to start off by by giving my life to you if I haven't done it before and asking you into my heart. And he is inviting you today. And if you've not done that, you have that opportunity today. I'm going to come down and stand down front. I don't have anything special, no special powers. But if you need help, if you need someone to pray with you, I'm here to help lead you, guide you and whatever I can do. Just know that it's between you and Jesus. This altar is open. And and I know you hear me say this every week. There's there's not anything special about these front pews or this altar. They don't have special powers. You're not going to come up here and kneel, and all of a sudden it's like, pow. It's not how that works. It's this. It's your heart. You, as you get up and you come before the Lord, and as as you kneel before the Lord, or if you can't kneel, you come up and you can sit. It's the act of of moving toward him. He's made the first move. He's knocking on your heart. He's asking you to accept his mercy and his grace. All you have to do is accept it. And a great way to do that and a great way to set yourself apart is to come forward. I'm telling you right now, this church will rejoice if you do. Don't let the fact that you're moving out of your seat stop you. That's Satan saying you're not good enough, don't do it. That is Satan stopping you. But if you feel the Holy Spirit convicting you today, if you feel that God is moving upon your heart, come forward. Lay yourself at his feet, or sit at his feet. And if you if you already know him, but you don't, you, don't, you know what? It's been a tough year. I need some renewal in my life. I need to just spend a little bit of time with Jesus. Today. Come up here and do it urge you. I just can't urge you enough. If you need prayer, I will come over and pray with you. Several people will come pray with you. I'm sure of it. Just trust yourself to the Lord. Don't let anything or anyone hold you back. Be free in the Holy Spirit and move as He leads you and calls you to move. Let's pray. So Father, as uh, as we are wrapping up things, closing out another year, Lord, I pray that that we would go out on a high note. There's no no higher than you. That Lord, that we would submit ourselves before you. That we would that we would make ourselves available, or that we would accept the grace and the mercy that you are offering and that we would not allow for anyone to steal our joy, especially not the devil, that we would not allow for him to, to keep us from coming before you, before, before kneeling before you, before laying down at your feet, before surrendering ourselves to you, because we know that Satan is there. We know that he's at work. We know he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We know that he wants to steal our joy, and he doesn't want us to come before you. Because he knows that once we have you in our lives, he can never have us again. Help us today. Help us in our seeking to find joy. And help us to realize that that joy rests in you. That in you, we can find joy that we've never experienced before. That our cup can overflow. All we have to do is say yes help us to profess our faith help us to cry out help us to hold on to you and allow you to be our strength and our encouragement and our hope we praise you and ask these things